Hello everyone, this is Jacqueline Lowe at Grace That Rains. Welcome to the Electric Eel Series. We created our summer series of podcasts to give you a spiritual jolt out of your everyday life to help you to focus on the wonder of God and the wonder of the moment during these very trying times. Sometimes, wonder needs a jolt. I met Father Sheo Nasubawara at the Diocese of Phoenix when Grace That Reigns was invited to offer the Lenten Priest Retreat in 2015. And I was struck by his enthusiasm for the priesthood. Another thing, I was also struck by the fact that he also had his pilot's license and his hobby was flying. Hello, Father Shea. Yes, well, <laughs> thank you for having me. This podcast is about renewing your wonder. So, Father, tell me a little bit about what you think about the concept of wonder and grace. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like the most wondrous thing that we have, the fact that we are loved by a God who is infinite and, and the way that he loves us. And mm-hmm. if we're constantly aware of what he's doing, mm-hmm. I mean, what's there not to see as wondrous, especially in the, in the world we live in today. I, I know. Think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we forget sometimes how really special we are. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and then the, the routine of life, the day-to-day, it can get to us sometimes. Mm-hmm. But that's why it's always important to just keep our eyes on the Lord and to realize that there's a lot going on there. The Lord is doing so much for us and it's truly amazing in a very real way truly amazing yeah i mean i am intrigued by i'll ask you later but i'm very intrigued by how the lord asked you to join him to join the priesthood but first of all i'm going to ask you i'm also intrigued by a second point that half of your family lives in edmonton alberta (laughs) (laughs) that's correct (laughs) yes my parents uh, live in edmonton and my sister as well yeah, they moved from Zimbabwe because I'm from Zimbabwe originally. Mm-hmm. They moved there while I was already here in Phoenix. Yes, so so they're, they're in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been there for several years now, and yeah, they like it. They, <laughs> I always say they live in the frigid tundra because I, I live in the desert. <laughs> exactly. Both of you, all of you are adventurous. And you know what, Father? I think you picked the best city because I would prefer the hot way better than the cold. so father you have an international accent where did you grow up yes i grew up in zimbabwe in zimbabwe in harare zimbabwe that's Mm -hmm. in southern africa oh okay yes Mm -hmm. born and raised (laughs) born and raised i'm just curious then what is the percentage of catholics in zimbabwe well in, in, in zimbabwe I think we're, the country is a total now, I think about 13 million. And I was growing up, it was about 11 million total. And I think 10% were Catholics. Hmm. I think I think that's, that's the... But a majority of, um, I mean, um, yeah, about 10% were Catholic, I think. Mm-hmm. So, but we were definitely the biggest denomination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So about about 1.1 million Catholics or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Maybe 1.2 million Catholics. Okay, so yeah. you were raised Catholic then by your mom and dad? Yes, yes, raised Catholic, baptized as a little baby. In fact, uh, when I was born, my parents were actually working at a mission school because they're teachers. 
So they were working at a mission school. So I was basically, I was actually born in a mission hospital mm. and they were working at a mission school. Wow. Yeah, so born and raised <laughs> as a Catholic. Gosh, and, and so you don't have any brothers, do you? No brothers, but sisters. I had two sisters. One unfortunately passed away. Mm-hmm. Now there's one one sister left. Yeah, so I was the only boy. Ah, and now it's customary for a many Catholic parents to say, "Ah, my only boy, he's going to be a priest." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's what they were thinking because I don't. I think even the whole idea of me being a priest was a surprise to them. <laughs> it was a surprise to me for sure. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So, so before we get to that, so when you were younger, you really weren't thinking about the priesthood. What were you thinking? Oh, my my dream from the time I was a kid was to was to fly planes because I grew up living near the airport and I was always fascinated by airplanes. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to become an airline pilot. Wow! So I was I was always a plane nerd. I loved airplanes. I loved aviation. Mm-hmm. So they always fascinated me. The idea of yeah, flying and getting off the ground. So that was always my that was my dream. Yeah. Wow. As 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 a young person growing up. Wow. That that's something that you really really wanted to do. And uh, did that um, bring you to the states, or you brought that dream yeah. to the United States? Yeah. That's that's originally what brought me to the United States. Yeah, because I realized if I was going to get it done, mm-hmm. the best place to get your training was to come to the United States and. Arizona became the place where, because of the weather here, is so beautiful. So there's a lot of uh, aviation training schools here. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up here originally. Oh, wow, <laughs> oh, that that this is this is a good adventure already. And how were, how old were you? Were you just um, a teenager? Well, I just turned twenty. Mm. Yeah, I just turned because in Zimbabwe, in our high school system, is six years. So you do six years of high school, mm-hmm. and then. Then you come and then so so yeah. I, right after high school, I, I came over here to go to flight school. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, that and, and so through through your childhood and into your teen years, um, what was your prayer life like then? Well, I mean, I wasn't. I mean, I knew my faith. I lived. I mean, I not. I didn't. I didn't know my faith. I lived my faith, mm-hmm. but I really wasn't. I was just one of those. I wasn't well catechized. I didn't really understand. The only things I'd really pray for, like pray for seriously, was for protection, mm-hmm. the safety of my family, mm-hmm. and to be a pilot. To, and to be a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really. I, I didn't understand the Catholic faith. I, I mean, I went to public schools. I never went to a Catholic school, so I had an understanding of kind of generic Christianity. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't. I wasn't like. I wasn't. Fully, I didn't understand, especially the Catholic faith. I really didn't understand the Catholic faith. Right. But I still went to I still went to Catholic church and mm-hmm. things like that because that's that's what I was told was that's the religion that Jesus founded. That's mm-hmm. what I was kind of told growing up that I I wasn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I didn't really understand much. So I went to boarding schools from fourth grade. Mm-hmm. You okay. Know? Mm-hmm. So so I was in boarding schools and and. You know, it was. A, I think it was assumed that you'd learn it at school and you just kind of pick it up. Mm-hmm. And then I did do. I did do the the programs at the parish, but again, it wasn't the best. Yeah, <laughs> like sure. Now it wasn't. We weren't. I mean, I think the same kind of lack of catechesis mm-hmm. that we kind of see that we kind of saw around the world in, in the eighties and the nineties. That's kind of what I had to. It was just. I mean, that's just the honest truth. I I wasn't properly mm-hmm. catechized. 
Do you remember that moment then when you began to think about your personal relationship with God? Was it after you came to the United States or were you flying or something happened? Yes, it was after I came here to the United States. That's where the big moment of conversion took place. Mm -hmm. You know, just grappling with questions about meaning and purpose Mm -hmm. and what my destiny was and just those questions becoming very real and then the, 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 the thought was, why am I not pursuing these things with everything? I, you know, why, and the only thing I could think of was, I can't just do anything and everything, even things that are immoral, mm-hmm. because I, that would not be, I mean, God doesn't like that. So I asked the question, do I actually really believe in God? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I say I believe in God, but is that like really, really true to me? Mm-hmm. And that's the first time I really kind of considered the questions very seriously. So I, I had to, before I made any move at that point, I had to, I had to ask the question like, God, do you even really, really exist? Like, do you actually exist, exist, mm-hmm. or do I just say you exist? So that's the question I asked. <laughs> yeah, and um, and mm-hmm. I prayed that prayer basically that day, and I was like, Lord, do you do you actually exist? Mm-hmm. And of course, and when I prayed that prayer, nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Thought, yeah. Then I thought to myself, Oh. What if I read the Bible? I used to carry my Bible around, even though, I mean, I used to carry my Bible. I tried to do those Bible-relay things where you just open a page. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I opened the page, and then it, it opened to, like, uh, to, to Leviticus. And then I started to read, and I'm like, okay, this is not making any sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then I so happened to open kind of towards the back of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Then I found a little brochure. I picked it up at the back of some church somewhere, and it's like, how to pray the rosary. And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is cool. The rosary. You can actually pray and then read the Bible at the same time, because it it had the the mysteries, and then it had, like, the the Bible verses, you know, it'll say, joyful mystery. Mm -hmm. You know, first joyful mystery, Annunciation, Luke. I was like, oh, I can pray and read the Bible at the same time. Oh. So I actually started praying the rosary. And, and then I'd read the mystery in the Bible very slowly. Yeah. And I can tell you that, that that was the turning point because I first of all didn't know that somebody could pray for that long because it took a long time <laughs> to get to the And second of all, it was literally as if I was, it was a Tuesday when this happened. Mm-hmm. So it was sorrowful mystery. Okay. It was almost as if I was taken to see the mysteries of Christ suffering on the cross yes. in the garden. I was at the. I was watching him getting whipped. I was right. watching him, you know, carrying mm-hmm. his cross. I was right. there. It was like I was there. So you were actually in the garden. You felt like you were in the garden, reliving the passion. That's powerful. Yeah, and I was. I was there, and then, and, and and it answered the question for me. That question of Do you really exist? By the time I was done with that rosary, I realized not only does God actually exist, but God loves me specifically, me, me. Mm-hmm. You know, not just generically. He actually loves me. He knows me, and he actually loved me. He, he, he has intervened definitively in human history through mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. I kind of knew that because of that rosary. So that was a real moment of encounter where I felt like I actually met God, so to speak. Yeah. It's amazing so, that like a rosary yeah. takes twenty minutes to pray, or a little bit more than that, and you learned yeah. all of this within that twenty minutes. So oh, that, that day didn't take 20 minutes. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 would, I would literally, because I didn't really know how to do it. 
I would read, I would literally read the, 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 the paragraph in mm. the Bible and then I would just stop. Oh my. And then, because I was like, I was there, so I will just watch what's going on. Mm-hmm. Then I would only do the, the Hail Marys afterwards and I, I was like crying and bawling. Yeah. But, you know, but with each decade, I, I mean, I took my time. It, it, it took like an hour. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yes, of course. It was a... I, was, I was like diving to every mystery. No one, I mean, I didn't know how to get, I was just kind of following the instructions, but I, it was a, this hour there. It was amazing. Well, that... <laughs> and by the time that rosary was done, I almost felt like exploding. Yes. It's almost like I wanted to tell everybody, do you know that God exists? Do you know God exists? <laughs> he actually exists. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you doing that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I miss you. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> did you get a sense then also learning about the Lord and knowing that God exists and he loves you? Did he also did you also get a sense of our lady? Or did that yes. come later? So, yes. So 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 the, and the way it happened was the, the, the way it happened because it was the rosary. Mm-hmm. It was almost as if Mary was 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 kind of she she was in the background. Mm-hmm. She was like showing me, showing me these things. She was sort of as I was almost like I was, I was being held by the hand, I guess, oh, and she was nice. showing me. Oh, nice! That Christ, it was like she's the one who was showing me. I mean, I I almost didn't notice. I actually when it initially happened, I didn't notice her. I only noticed her in retrospect, especially afterwards. I'm like, hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. that is so yeah. very powerful. You, what was really interesting when I first read your story, when I first listened to your story, I listened to this before, friends, but it it can it's always new for me. But that you were so motivated to go and take out a Bible and to pray and answer the questions and then sit and you know sometimes people think about it, but they, the action doesn't always happen. But you were very motivated to do this. I mean, did anything just start that, or was it just like you saying, "Okay, I just want to do it, and I'm going to do it"? Well, because there was there was an un, something unresolved. Mm-hmm. That 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 that, that the, the issue of does God actually exist at that moment? The most important question in the world to mm-hmm. me, because at that moment, it would determine whether I would I would pursue my career because I was I was like. So that's the reason I came here. There were things that were going on in my in my in my life that were out of my control. Oh, the situation in my home country, things were falling apart, and yet I was trying to do something good. I was trying to find success, do well in life. That's what we're supposed to do, right? Yes. The only reason I wasn't able to pursue my career as quickly as I would have wanted to was because of situations that out of my control. Mm-hmm. I was faced with a dilemma: Do I cut corners <laughs> in a way that's unethical yet legal? Why not? Why am I not taking advantage of this? If it's all about go get it, do what you need to do to get successful, why am I not taking care of it? The only reason I could think of was, well, because that's against my faith. That's against God. I'm like, oh, but does God actually exist for you? If that's the only reason, that's kind of a lame reason if you yeah. kind of are just doing lip service, you know? So that's what motivated me to, to really ask that question. So I had to, I had to resolve that question before moving forward. Because right. I, I mean that, that that's all the question of like guilt and conscience. Why am I feeling these feelings? It's almost as if you had to find the Lord and determine what your purpose was for finding Him in the first place. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to believe to see exactly, exactly. Mm. So that was a powerful revelation for you, and you'll never forget that time that you hit that point. No, no, no. 
and that moment was, as I said, life-changing. I think I actually really, I can say, I met, I met the Lord in a way that I'd never met him before, in, in a very intimate, personal way, and realizing and recognizing that he not only exists, but he actually specifically, in a very unique way, cares for me, me, me. <laughs> when everyone talks about being selfish, this is the le- the most selfless thing to say that the Lord loves me and I want to know God was with me. Isn't that amazing? Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's a kind of paradox too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. I think the grace that you received, seeing the Lord, seeing Him as alive and knowing that you were loved, was so convincing and powerful that you became a better preacher and a more effective evangelizer. That's right. <laughs> Thanks be to God. Do you still have that rosary? Or do you still keep that rosary? Yeah, you... I, so I carry my, uh, that touch, you see, I always used to carry my rosary in my pocket. <laughs> because my mom and my grandma used to tell me, you need to carry your rosary and, you know, yeah. <laughs> die. Those cheap plastic rosaries because they don't fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just never really traded, traded. I just kept it almost like a, Good luck, child. So, Father Shea, when this spiritual awareness happened, were you already taking flying lessons at the flying school? Yeah, yes, yes. I was in flying school, and I was also working at the, at the airport at Phoenix Sky Harbor. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was in flight school, yes. And, and I was not moving as fast to my flight school because, as I said, of circumstances beyond my control. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's, what, that's what actually brought the question to bear because I was just like, man. People are coming in and they and they overtake me. I'm trying my best. I'm trying to do what I'm supposed to do, mm-hmm. you know. And that there are these situations beyond my control where where I'm kind of stuck. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the Lord saw that you were stuck, and that was the only time that He could talk to you. Yes. Yes, that's right. In wow. retrospect, yes. In retrospect. Wow. <laughs> that's good. So then you finally got your pilot's license in time, correct? I did get my private pilot's license not too long afterwards because you have to do several licenses. Mm-hmm. Then, then I worked on my instrument reading. I got that, and then I, I even got my uh, commercial my commercial pilot certificate not too long after that. But by the time I got that, I was already I had already had that conversion experience, and then I started to feel like the Lord was calling me to to the priesthood. So I had to scratch that itch, <laughs> and that's um, yeah, that, that, that's um, yeah, and that. that it was in the wake of that con- kind of reversion or conversion experience mm-hmm. because now I was praying my rosary every day. Right. And then I was asking the question because at that, at that point, the first step was, I know God loves me. The next question that came up was now, Lord, where do I go and worship? Even though I was raised Catholic all my life, I, 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 I was, and, and, and the irony is the rosary had led me to, 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 to this realization that God exists and He actually knows me. But I really was being open. I was, like, everything was under, like, the microscope at that point. Like, Lord, where do you want me to worship? I used to go to a Catholic church on mm-hmm. Sundays. I used to go in the evening at five. But in the morning, I used to go to a Protestant church with a friend of mine. Oh. <laughs> I really, I really liked the Protestant church. There were, there were, the music was good. I could actually understand their preaching. There were, there were girls, you were my age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Catholic church, I'll just be honest, it was so boring. <laughs> I did not really understand what we were doing. It was just boring and dull. You stand up, you sit down. But I knew I'd, I'd been told this is my this is the faith that I grew up in, and this is the this is the church founded by Jesus. So I was asking that question to the Lord. 
I was like, Lord, now I know you exist. Mm-hmm. Where do I go and worship? Do mm-hmm. I worship at the, at, the, at the Catholic Church? Like I've been told, I, I need to understand this. Right. I found a little brochure again. <laughs> Strange. No, it's good. Which said, Novena, Novena to the Holy Spirit. Oh. Like a Novena to the Holy Spirit. I was like, oh, look mm-hmm. at this thing. Mm-hmm. And so the Novena was like this crazy. There was a little, what was it, a yellow booklet? I started kind of praying through that little yellow booklet, Novena. Mm-hmm. And then you, you go day by day by day. And one of the days, it's like day three or something. It, it, it's like a little dialogue. It tells you, ask me any, the Holy Spirit is like saying, Ask me any question and I'll answer it, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. And as part of the Novena. So I was like, hmm, I, I don't understand my Catholic faith. I don't, I don't even know why, why am I even Catholic? What's the difference? Because it seems those are the people, they, they pray, they seem more fervent, they seem to actually, have, I, I can understand them, but I don't understand what we're doing in the Catholic Church. And I can tell you within those nine days or somewhere thereabout, mm-hmm. I was able to get an answer somehow. I remember even like I, I went back, I'll be at home mm-hmm. and I'm sitting and watching TV and I'm channel surfing mm-hmm. and boom, I'm like, what? There's a Catholic TV station, EWT, and they're talking about something I'm thinking about. Oh. And I'm like, no way. I didn't even, I, I didn't even know there was a Catholic TV station. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know Jesus was in the Holy Eucharist, even though I received Christ communion as a kid. Yeah. That's how badly catechized that was. I didn't even know Jesus was in the Eucharist. I'm like, what? No way. Confession, they're explaining. I'm like, wow. Wow. But wow. at the end of the nine days, the stuff I learned about the Catholic faith, even the moral teachings, I'm like, it makes sense. It makes sense. And when I was done, I was actually kind of upset. Lord, how is it that I grew up? I'm like 20 something years old. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm, I'm like, I've been a Catholic woman and I didn't even know this stuff. It's like so good. I mean, like, what? what? This is ridiculous. Isn't there like people who are supposed to help people understand this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and then the next thought was, when the thought came into my mind at that point, where it was like, well, maybe the Lord wants you to help people know this stuff. Yes. And I was like, yeah. Then that's when the first thought came was, maybe the Lord wants you to help people know this stuff as a priest. That's when the idea of priesthood first came into my mind. There we go. He planted the seed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. I don't know what a priest does. I don't know right. any priest. I don't know anything about priest. That was just right but after I, the Holy Spirit Nivira or just or just soon after or at that point. Yeah, yeah, it was it was after after the the, the novena. Mm-hmm. Praying the rosary every day, meditating on the on the mystery, in that glow of that conversion and that and that idea of being close to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I'm discovering all these things about the Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. And then I was kind of talking to the Lord about it, like, how come I didn't know this? It's right. like this is good stuff. Like wh- why isn't people telling people about this stuff? And that's when the thought came to my mind, like, oh, maybe the Lord wants you to help people to know this stuff. Because it seems to me that, you know, that you experienced a very deep conversion through the Lord. Like, you were taught, you were shown by the Holy Spirit. And uh, uh, many people who I speak to learned about Jesus through school or through books, and they never had that wonder experience that you received through Christ himself. And that's powerful, you know? Your experience speaks because it's an experience. Yes. That's true. That makes sense. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah. did you call your parents and say, guess what? I'm thinking about this. <laughs> oh, it took a, no, not really. Mm. Because I, I wasn't sure what's going on. And I was actually thinking to myself, I need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm getting a little over my head. But, so at that point, what happened was, because I'm, every, I'm discovering all these things. I mean, I'm hearing it on, I'm watching like Catholic TV all day. 
started losing any interest. That's what I was watching. Whole thing. I was just, I was just eating this stuff up, right. and it was just so good. Mm-hmm. I, I even discovered like, wow, if Jesus is in the, is in the Holy Eucharist, you can actually go to adoration. I started going to adoration every, you know, every week. Like, you are actually in front of our Lord. I mean, I'll be sitting there and I'm just looking around like. Can you believe it? That's like Jesus, man. Can you actually believe it? Wow. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the stuff I'm, I'm... And and I was kind of... I was in that mode. Mm-hmm. And then that idea of priesthood would just not leave. It would not go away. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, I, I mean, one day I was looking in the bulletin and then they said there was like a vocation retreat or something, discernment retreat. Mm-hmm. So that's the first time I actually made a move of that and I went to it and it was actually for women. They didn't research it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's a funny story. <laughs> but the sisters were very nice. They, oh, they, they took you. Information. They, <laughs> they took you, Father Shay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it didn't specify, so they gave me some information. <laughs> they gave me some information about religion. I didn't even know there was religious orders and diocesan priesthood, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. They explained that and... Yeah, so, so 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 I was able to, and then they gave me the little magazine with all the different orders. So I was flipping through that, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to be a priest. I'm going to be a real priest. I'm not going to be one of these diocesan priests. That's boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So I started calling up monasteries and, you know, mm-hmm. Franciscans and different groups. But, but yeah, and so I, I, I looked at the last people I ever got a hold of were the actual the diocese. Okay. Which is interesting. Yes. But uh, when I finally got got a hold of the diocesan vocation director, he was very helpful. He was just like, relax, calm down, test your vocation, test it. If you feel like this is not going well, why don't you test it? Mm-hmm. Volunteer at your parish, you know, mm-hmm. go, go, go do something there and, and test it. Because I'm singing like in the choir, I, I'm like, oh my gosh, first <laughs> reading, the responsorial song is responding to the first reading. I mean, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm learning all this stuff through doing. Well, I actually went to two seminaries. So the first one was in the Josephinum in, in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I did four years there, then five years in Denver. You study all the spiritual classics. You pray through the, you pray, you read the whole Bible, mm-hmm. the whole Catechism, you know, and then and then and then you the two big highlights. You do a, a an immersion, a poverty immersion right. for thirty days. You go two by two. You go somewhere outside of the town, you know, out of the city to serve the poor. And then you also do the 30-day Ignatian retreat as the highlight, mm. the silent uh, Ignatian retreat. And then there's retreats and other things throughout the year. Right. And so you're just being immersed in, in prayer and learning how to pray and have a relationship with the Lord. So oh. it's very, very fruitful. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> I'm so glad you went, and I'm so glad you responded to your call. Yeah, well, thanks be to God. <laughs> so you became a priest, and um, you were ordained in what year? I was ordained in 2016, mm. yes. Oh, were there many ordained with you at that time? Well, there's four of us in our class for the Diocese of Phoenix. So for our diocese, there were four of us. Okay. the four of us, yes. Oh, that's good. That's 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 incredible. Were there any mentors that you had going through through school? Spiritual directors, mm-hmm. I mean, priests, yeah, priest formators. Yeah, I mean, the spiritual directors of the seminary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for my thirty day, I had uh, uh, Father Duransky as my spiritual director. God rest his soul. He passed away. Oh. Uh, Jesuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a that was a very good because you'd meet with him every day. Mm-hmm. He was 
very good for me for those 30 days. So he was very helpful. Oh, yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. And so yeah. uh, did people ask you um, from your childhood, were they surprised? Were they excited to say, wow, you know, you're taking this on? Um, well, they were, they, were, they were kind of surprised, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I just kind of went to seminary and I was like, oh, by the way, I'm going to seminary. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you see in the air? <laughs> so, Father, what do you find satisfaction in right now? I think just doing priestly work, the basic stuff of being a priest, that the, that's the stuff we do that nobody else can do. Like that's true. And, you know, and, and seeing the Mass, I mean, it's like... That's where it's at, it seems to me. It was not an easy decision mm-hmm. to give up my, my dream, to kind of give up my dream, especially that decision to go to seminary. Mm-hmm. That was really tough. That was really, especially because I mean, when, when you, I always tell people, when you go to seminary, you don't know if you're being called to be a priest. Mm-hmm. You're just experiencing this. It's like this thing won't go away. Mm-hmm. It's like an itch that you need to scratch. Right. And, and, and the vocation director and the people, and they were very helpful. They're like, you know, you know, you know, apply, see what happens. You know, if we reject you, then that's good. It's a win-win. You can go ahead and do what you want, but you gave it a chance. Thank you for sharing. Hey, Father Shea, do you have any advice for our listeners who are praying and discerning how to serve the Lord in their journeys of faith? You sometimes don't even know it yourself, so just be faithful to what you're being called to do. Yes. You know, do studies, pray every day, stick to the schedule, do what you need to do. Initially, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, nothing is happening, but there's a lot going on. It's almost like you're like a plant. The yes. analogy they give is you're like a plant, mm-hmm. and, as, and as a plant, it's, it's like a seed you plant into the ground, like a corn seed or something. Mm-hmm. The, the corn seed doesn't sprout out yet. It's not visible to the ground. Mm-hmm. It's kind of underground, but you're developing a root structure, and you don't even recognize that that's what's going on. Oh. <laughs> so maybe the vocation is, is developing roots, right. the root structure, you can't see it. Then maybe sometime later it sprouts to the surface, then you can see it. That is so wise and so true. Thank you for bringing us into the world of um, discernment when you were a seminarian. I'm so glad that the Lord chose you to be a priest rather than a commercial pilot. Oh, thanks be to God. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I'd like to ask you, Father Shea, if you can offer us a blessing. Sure. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless all of you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Shea. Thank you, and please keep praying for our poor souls. We will definitely remember you and the souls in our prayers. So thank you, friends, for joining us today on our week's podcast. Please join us next week at the Electric Eel Series at Grace That Reigns. Our website address is www.gracethatreigns.com.